All right, it's time once again for the NHSportsPage.com weekly podcast. This week we're brought to you by our friends at Kaja Flooring. And uh, Dave, it's the end of the uh, regular season in uh, New Hampshire high school football. Yeah, I wanted to say real quick, Kaja Flooring, uh, Tom Kaja is the assistant basketball coach at Exeter. He, he got me fired up this morning right before this call because uh, he and I are always talking hoops and he's been a huge sport of ours. And he said they got a job. Um, out of advertising on NH Sports Page, just doing a game. He said people came in, said we saw you on NH Sports Page. So I was fired up. Advertising works with Isaac. I love it. There you go. Bada I bing. Fired up. It like made my day. So yeah, we're we're on to uh, we're on to the last week of the season. Um, but I think we need to go back and take one step back before we take one step forward. Um, it is an analogy I'd like to make, and I know you're not a, a, a fan of the show Friends, right? Correct? That, that is my correct. That is correct. Well, okay. wait, let me ask you a question. Where were all the black friends? They lived in New York City. They didn't know no, any- I know. I <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. Friends was one. <laughs> I think the greatest mystery. That was probably the greatest mystery. The second greatest mystery on that show is how Monica and Rachel were able. <laughs> that that they said at one point like that apartment in New York City would probably cost eleven thousand dollars a month. Uh, yeah, none, so none of them worked, but they all lived in in Midtown, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, no. TV sang songs on a guitar for oh, at, a, at a coffee shop, so that pays well. Um, <laughs> but I, I have an analogy to make. It applies. So my daughter Allison, who just turned thirteen, my sweet pea is a teenager, uh, turned thirteen on Saturday. She's watching Friends for the first time. She's rolling through, you know, the Netflix and, and all that. And honestly, it's way better than the Kardashians, which she was watching a few months ago. So we're, oh. we're moving on. So there's there's this one storyline where Ross meets this girl from England named Emily. And this is where she's at in the show now. And it made me think of you. They go off to London to get married. Well, Rachel, Jennifer Anson's character, flies across the ocean to tell Ross that she loves him. She never gets to say it, but when he gets up to tell Emily that, you know, uh, you know, say yes to her vows and be her husband forever, he says the wrong name. He mentions, he mentions Rachel's name right in front of Emily oh, at the wedding. That, As that, everyone gasps and the crowd cheers, why am I describing this to you? Because poor Kingswood is Emily and the Pembroke Spartans are Rachel. <laughs> you know what's great about this is that neither one of those teams has any idea that one was adopted into the McIsaac family and then and then immediately ditched for the other one. Not, no, no, there's not one kid on either of those teams, I don't think, that, that, that even knows my name. It's, it's, it's weird, like, because maybe this is too inside baseball, so we'll make it brief, but in basketball, there really is no school, I mean, maybe Concord Christian, that doesn't, you know, follow us. Uh, Newt, I remember I went over to Newt a few years ago to do a fundraiser for Brett Flam and Adrenaline, and none of the new kids knew who I was. And then Sean Young, their new coach, started yelling at them for not. <laughs> Don't you know who this is? <laughs> Great. So anyway, there's not a bad Sean Young story ever, by the way. Every one of them is just gold. So, but with football, some of these teams, like we don't get stats for them, and you know they sort of just kind of fly off the radar a little bit, like in, in, as far as our coverage, which is really too bad because, of course, every week I put out statewide leaders, and every week I put my email address. So nothing against them, but. It is kind of a bummer that they don't know that. Uh, I've heard from Pembroke parents this year, but uh, it's kind of a bummer that the Kingswood kids don't know. Well, maybe it's best that they don't know that they were they were taken in by you and then thrown out with their luggage on the front yard. Yeah. Well, listen, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> That's what oh, I say, right? Kids. 
Yeah, that's Primer. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations for getting me. I don't know, somehow your influence got The Undertaker as our picture. Uh, we have a, a couple of new uh, schools we're talking to about coming on board as, as sponsors and advertisers, as I mentioned earlier, it works. And I'm concerned that they're going to go to the website today and see The Undertaker, and uh, I'm going to get an email later today saying, yeah, we're, we're not interested whatever you're doing over there. Uh, the, under, the Undertaker is a closer. He closes deals. That's uh, that, that's all there is to it. So, Well, that's Pankin in this weekend, possibly. So I, <laughs> I can't believe Pankin, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get to all the picks. But, uh, yeah, Pankin, <laughs> I was doing the column, and uh, and I texted one of my coaching friends at Division One. I, I said, wait. Is Pinkerton still in this thing? <laughs> the Goffstown beating Salem. That's what got the that's what opened the coffin door. And here comes Pinkerton with c- controlling their own destiny and they get the game at home against Bedford this weekend. So how could you the Bedford wins, they're the North champions, and if they lose, they're out of the playoffs completely. Wow. That's yeah, so the playoffs start this week for some teams. Pretty much. Pretty much, and so we laid it out as best we could uh, in the Thursday column. I think it was a pretty good one. Uh, you know, really kind of gets everyone up to date on where we're at. So we'll go through every game as we always do. But yeah, no, we're headed into it uh, into a really good part of the season. And uh, Pelham and Plymouth are creeping up the uh, the rankings in Division Two, which is uh, I can't wait for that. I'm going to be at a Division Two game next weekend. I don't know where, probably wherever Plymouth goes, but. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and, and Jen and I will be in Milford on Friday night. Milford-Alvern to close the season, which is just an absolutely terrific game. Uh, we will be out there, the franchise and I, at Milford High School on Friday night to see Jonesy and, and Tarek Roth and, uh, and Alvern. It's going to be a terrific football game, so we're really excited about it. All right, sounds like a lot of fun. So what do we, uh, what right, do we got for ready? this week? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll start with Division One. Nassau South is on the road at Exeter. Uh, six and two against seven and one. Uh, this could be a oh, first... actually, this game. Yeah, this game's at Nashville South. It's at Nashville South. This could, um, could be a first round playoff game, right? Or am I uh, misreading that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So as I wrote today, South Merrimack and BG are all uh, are, are all in the mix. Merrimack and BG are game behind, but they play Winnicott and Dover this weekend. Whereas Nashville South has to play a very good extra team. So I'll take extra on the road at Nashville, but Nashville South's been really good this season. I kind of had a feeling they were going to be good. Uh, I put them up there pretty high in the preseason, so happy to see that uh, Scott Knight's done a great job with that group. Yeah, if they hadn't been abandoned by their quarterback's coach halfway through the year, who just, Terrible story. just went off to Terrible. Canada for no reason whatsoever. Um, no, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take Exeter here, but I think it's pretty close. Uh, yeah. So, and like I said, potential uh, first-round playoff game. That'll be fun. Spalding goes on the road. to Nothing like a road trip to Keene to finish the season when you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> Enjoy that. Uh, to play uh, the Keene Blackbirds, who we should give a lot of notes to, Linwood Patnode. They won 27 nothing last week over Winniconnet, uh, at Winniconnet, by the way. So uh, Linwood Patnode has gotten them, much like Spalding, is like rebuilding what's a once very, very good. I mean, God, the John Looper years were really good for Keene. Uh, a lot of good history with the Blackbirds. You know, I have a special place in my heart for Keene. That's where I went to college. It's a great town. Love Keene. Um, I'm going to go Keene at home over your Spalding. Oh, wow. That's a huge mistake. I I was guaranteed personally by Logan Gadboys, the quarterback of the uh, Spalding Red Raiders, uh, that uh, that uh, he said, I guarantee you, McIsaac, that we're going to take it one game at a time. Oh. <laughs> so, no, he's, I don't know what that. 
That, yeah. that, that, that's the setup for the okie doke. He's like, I, I thought, I was like, oh, he's going to guarantee a win. And they said, no, we're going to take it one game at a time. I liked it. But I, I, this will shock you. I'll take the Red Raiders. Really, we're, uh, we're in that game with Bishop Girton just had some uh, had some some tough turnovers. And Bishop Girton at one point held the ball for nine. Well, the first drive of the game held the ball for nine minutes. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah they, I mean, they, ball control. Yeah, yeah, they were in the game, though, which was, you know, more than you can say for any of the other Spalding Bishop Girton games over the last 20 years, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think Spalding is able to steal the win on the road here. I listen to uh, movie soundtracks on Spotify when I'm writing my columns. It just uh, kind of like eases me. And right now, I'm listening to the the part is playing where Andy Dufresne breaks out of Shawshank. So things get a little weird on the other end of the phone. It's just the music. They, they, they usually get a little weird. So, <laughs> you know, when it kind of is, I hate to say it, kind of limping to the finish line here. They had a ton of injuries and just a really tough year. I still think they've got a bright future over there, but they've had a tough year. They're going at Merrimack, who's got to win this weekend. I'll be brief. Merrimack, I like in a big way uh, to win that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the team's got a ton to play for, and it usually goes their way. So I'll take the Tomahawks as well. Nashua North goes at Portsmouth Oyster River. I, I, I'll go with North, but I'm going to make a caveat here. I, I would look for North to rest a ton of people. They're undefeated. I know Curtis Harris. I don't know his uh, – I'm trying to find out like kind of where he's at. I absolutely hope he's okay because he's my player of the year and he's terrific. Um, but I, I would expect that Dante Lorende is going to be real, you know, liberal on like how much he plays his guys. I, I can't imagine that they're going to play the starters much into the second half against and Portsmouth River and Portsmouth River. By the way, as they always seem to do, battled Exeter last week. That was a really competitive football game. They always seem to do pretty well yep. against Exeter. Uh, so I like North, but but. If you see a surprise here, it is. I don't think it's a huge shock. Yeah, North's got nothing to play for, right? They 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 have home field. Nothing. But uh, you don't often see. They want to go undefeated. Yeah, and you don't see high school te- high school coaches don't do that thing where like we're you know unless they have guys banged up, you probably see the stars play like at least the first half. It's not like the pros or college where they'll sit guys for an entire game, uh, just because you know high school kids can get easily distracted. You take them out of routine one week, and then bam, they're off chasing butterflies or whatever. I don't know, playing Fortnite when they should be at practice. But I'll take uh, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll roll with uh, I'll roll with Portsmouth here to pull off the upset. How do you like them apples, Dave? Boy, you are firing right now. That's and by right. the way, the Jurassic Park theme song came on, so I'm kind of in a lighter mood now. What is, it, just, what is it, like a minute and a half of these soundtracks? <laughs> <And> <laughs> the, the, the end of it. The score to the Shawshank Redemption is like 45 minutes. It's a, well, I, no, what it's just here? one song. It's different songs. Oh, my goodness. It's Andy and Shawshank. What's going the on over there? The uh, portion is very sad. We don't like that. What is happening over there? Yeah. All right, <laughs> Manchester Central goes on the road. To play the winless Londonderry. Oh wait, no, I get that backwards. <laughs> the undefeated Londonderry Lancers. Easy Another game where I don't think you're going to see Londonderry. I think everyone's going to get into Londonderry, but I just think that they're so they've got so much depth. Um, I like Londonderry to to move on and be undefeated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take the Lancers here, and uh, I, I, you'd be foolish not to pick Londonderry. I think you'd be a fool. All right, uh, bad for the game we talked about. A rematch of last year's championship game. We've seen two championship games recently between these two teams, one by each side. But Bedford goes on the road at six and two. They got to play the Pinkerton Academy again, a small school on the hill with a little chimney. Five and three, uh, Pinkerton Astros. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, I covered the game, so I saw the two teams compete. Do you think Londonderry secretly, quietly? I know that Londonderry kids 
I just I just know it. Are sitting there going, bring me Pinkinen. But are you are you think like the Lendary coach is like, eh, eh, take somebody else. Well, what do you think? Do you think Lendary wants to see Pinkerton in there? No. Nope. Pinkerton wins. Nope. They go to Lendary next weekend. No, that's no. You never want to play your rival in a playoff game. Never, never, I never, never, never. I mean, if you have to in the you know in a championship, that's fine. You know, it's great for the fans, but I'm sure the coaches are like anybody but Pinkerton. But that being said, I'm going to take Pinkerton here to pull off the upset. The zombie shit through hellfire and brimstone. That's got to be Pinkerton. By God. Off the top of the steel cage. Is that enough for you? <laughs> when you need, you know, advice about housing properties, or if you need advice about, like, you know, fixing something in your car, you may call certain people. When I said, I think the Undertaker used to come out of a coffin and like rise from the dead, I called one person and one person only, and that person is the person on the other end of the line. That's right, as we speak right now. And you came through. It's what I do. It's who I am. What 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 else Salem would you expect? With a, uh, with a loss last week, not a bad loss at Goffstown. Goffstown's very good, but kind of knocked them back. So again, it's all in the third. I invite people to go look at the Thursday column because we pretty much lay it all out there. But Salem uh, is playing Londonderry this weekend. If Bedford wins, if Pinkerton wins, Salem is going back to Goffstown and playing them mm. again, which was a, a really good game. Uh, they play Manchester Memorial. In Haverhill this weekend, uh, I like Salem in a big way over Memorial. A lot going on at Memorial. Yeah. I won't even get too much into it. That's, they've got to sort all that stuff out, but um, not anything to do with uh, – by the way, there, it's fundraising stuff, and I'm, we won't get into it. I don't know anything about it, but it doesn't have anything to do with adrenaline fundraising, I'd like to mention. We, we're not working <laughs> on the football team over there. That's good to but, know. Uh, we're, we're washing our hands with that. But, uh, but I hope everything sorts itself out. And uh, Salem, I like at home over Haverhill. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, over, mean, ha- Haverhill. over Haverhill. Breaking news. I, if Haverhill shows up, I think Salem beats him anyway. Haverhill's <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing on our field? Yeah, I'll take Salem in this one as well. Uh, Gosstown on the road at Timberlane. Timberlane is winless. They've been competitive, um, but unfortunately winless this season. Uh, Gosstown with a big win. I think they carried over. They win again this weekend. Yeah, what, what's on the line for Gosstown here? Anything? Or, or uh, they can't win that division or that subconference or whatever they call it. But, uh, they can. Oh, they can. Yeah, okay, yeah. They win. All right, yeah. You just said that. I got but they're at... in no matter what. Okay. They're, they're in no matter what. That's right. Yeah, I got up at 3 this morning. I have a hard time paying attention at this time of day. But I will. Th- that being said, I'll take Goffstown for the win here. So if Bedford wins, they play at Bedford next weekend. If Pinkerton wins, they play Salem at home Okay. Uh, next weekend. So, um, so, yeah, Bedford's actually not in, and it's Goffstown that's in. Uh, Wyndham goes at Concord. I put this in staff picks. Boy, I hope I'm correct. I think I took Concord in this one. I took Wyndham, but I think it's a nail-biter. Uh, just because that, Con- that Concord defense really th- keeps them in virtually every game. So Wyndham is yeah. a squeaker in that one. Yeah. Uh, moving to Division Two, the game that uh, the franchise and I are going to be at tomorrow night. Alvern at Milford. Two even teams. I always go with the home team, so I'll go with Milford. I think, obviously, we're, we're going to cover this. So I think this is going to be a terrific game, uh, but I'll take Milford. Yeah, when in doubt, go with the home team, and uh, either either team can win this one, uh, but I'll, I'll go with uh, the Spartans, Dave Haley. I don't know why I've just turned into Matt Regan, but I did. The Kenneth Eagles at a lonely, unkempt, tired, and hungry by the side of the road, left for, <laughs> left for dead, Kingswood Knights, who were in a loving home with a nice family and a, a, a dog that squeaked when it made noise weeks ago and now has been shoved out as the Pembroke Spartans 
are eating Halloween candy and playing video games with Cam McIsaac. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a football game here. Kenneth at Kingswood. <laughs> I like Kenneth. You know, listen, all Kingswood had to do was they had three ones. All they had to do was beat Pembroke. That's it. They they they, they would have established. They would have. Uh, you know, been able to put up shelf paper in their room, anything they wanted to do, and uh, you know they 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 disappointed me, and uh, I'm a I'm a taskmaster. So uh, out wow. out goes uh, my former Kingswood Knights. In comes my Pembroke Spartans. Uh, so I will take Kenneth here. I'm disappointed, and I feel like I have a right to be. This is what you did to Ari Brakefield after he lost to Portsmouth and the. Oh, uh, you know what? This podcast is over. I'm cutting off your mic. <laughs> Just jump off the line. I'll finish the picture. That's right. So, <laughs> by the way, the people in Kennet were awesome to Jen and I last week. We had a really good time up there. The people could not have been nicer, and uh, it was really it was really great. And uh, Parker Coleman, the quarterback for Kennet, I was really really impressed with him. He he's really accurate as a quarterback. Uh, not much to throw to because Bo did such a good job defensively. But he found. I mean, he he fits him in some tight windows. Uh, I was really impressed with that kid. Um, Pelham, hear the Matt Regan voice. Pelham goes on the road to Manchester West, looking to wrap up possibly a top three seed. So uh, I like Pelham in a big way. I'm, I'm, I'm officially uh, on the Pelham bandwagon, as you can tell. Yeah, and I, I teased this a little bit last week, but I will, I will give you uh, just podcast exclusive here, and I, I do pick every single game uh, in the, uh, the, the 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 top ten once the brackets uh, are coming out. But I will, I will give you this, Dave Haley, my pick to win Division Two. And they'll probably hate this because it'll curse them. Is the Pelham Pythons? That's oh, my pick. Wow. That's it. Wow. Can you put snakes on a bandwagon? You can put them on a plane, but can you put them on a bandwagon? That is a lot of. That's a lot. You just threw. In that's the right. I think they can handle it. That, their, their defense. They get. They've got. They've got decent offense, but that defense is legit. Uh, they've shown they can go on the road and win. I'm taking the snakes. So one of my favorite interview moments of the season was when one of their players after the game we were interviewing on camera, obviously, he said, we're the best team in the state. And I and, and Londonderry that exact night, it just blasted Bedford like 45 to <laughs> And I, I, put, I, I, I said, better than Londonderry? And a couple of his teammates behind him made faces like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right, so uh, Division Three. by the way, Division Four is off. They are done. They are headed to the playoffs. Uh, their semifinals are next week. And I would like to announce that Austin. Remember Austin Grass? Who? Yes, is he he's a, back. He's a collegiate golfer of some note, isn't he? He was. He was on loan to the NHTI golf team, but he's back now. And uh, in the championship game, which we played on Saturday night at seven o'clock in Laconia, the D four championship game, I will be there with Austin Grass to cover. Let's just be honest: Winnesquam versus somebody. somebody. Else. Yeah. And that's yeah. not that's not next week. It's the week after, right? Yeah, because the they, week after. So yeah. they are off this week, and then the semifinals the next week. So we'll get them. So D three, uh, Kearsaw's Mount Royal winless goes on the road at Monadnock. I was, I was right. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. I was right that Monadnock did match up very well with Campbell. That was a really terrific football game. Campbell came from behind at home and beat them. But the champs uh, have uh, a pulse, which we we pretty much knew. We, we think very highly of the Monadnock Huskies and, and Ryan Avery and that whole crew. Um, that's a long-winded way, way of me to just say that I think yeah. that they're going to beat Kearsaw's Mount Royal. My goodness. That's a, that should have taken you three seconds. Yeah, take, <laughs> take Monadnock here. 
Listen, all right, so the big one is Campbell on the road at Lebanon on Friday night. By the way, Chris Childs and I texted this morning. He enjoyed the Thursday column today. <laughs> That's good to, good, to, good to hear. Yeah, we, we deserve to be. I said McIsaac and I will never stop making fun of ourselves for that. And he, I think he, he's a friend of ours, and I think, he, I think everybody enjoys when you and I just kind of – by the way, theme song from the perfect storm now, by the way. <sighs> I wouldn't know what that is. But you know, like they're, I, in the, they're fishing right now. You, you're like uh, Hampton's version of Casey Kasem coming at you at number seventeen. It's the yeah. theme from the Perfect Storm. In the in the car with my daughter on weekends because we go up to the lake a lot, and I'll be turning around. They have those like the top. They they replay which I love the top the top forty from like the seventies. And it's Casey Kasem, and I try to explain to my child I'm like I don't think you understand how big of a deal Casey Kasem was, and she's like, why? And I'm like, because you found out what the top 40 songs of the week were. And the look she me was just like, wow, you guys did not have a lot going on in the 70s, so, did you? So when I when I first started in radio, which was 2008, uh, it wasn't I quite. I love old radio. I know. You, yes. it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as uh, technologically advanced. It was getting there, but it wasn't quite there yet. So they would still get, the, it was still Casey Kasem doing the top 40, I think. And Seacrest yeah. hadn't taken over. And they would get the CDs in the mail on Thursday or Friday, and one of my, one of my first radio jobs was I had to rip those CDs into the computer and load the Casey Kasem Top Forty, and I it, it kind of ruined the magic for me. I always thought he was just doing it live from a studio somewhere, uh, and then I'm like, oh, I get the CD on. A, they sent this out Wednesday, so this has been taped a while ago. Oh, so and you just ruined my childhood. I know. Well, they used to send LPs. They used to. Send, yeah. <laughs> that's how they used oh, to do my it. God. Yeah, and then tapes, and then eventually CDs. But that's yeah. There's your uh, childhood ruined moment with with Casey Kasem. This is an long distance dedication to Dave Haley ruining his childhood. Here's Oingo Boingo. The letter reads, "Dear Casey," <laughs> and it was just it was just go. It was always there was always a, a pet that did not make it through the end of the letter. A dog Never. named Schnookums. Yeah, <laughs> Schnookums had a gravestone someplace <laughs> by the end of the letter. <laughs> All right, who do like Campbell Lebanon? I picked Campbell Lebanon. I think it's a terrific football game. Uh, don't forget, Lebanon upset Campbell last year. That was kind of a shocker. Now it's kind of Campbell's turn to try to pull an upset. I, I think a minor upset. I'll, I'll take Lebanon. I, I'm very, very high. This was my preseason number one and number two. I'm going to go with Lebanon in this one, Bob. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I took Lebanon in staff picks. I'm going to stick with Lebanon. If the game's at Campbell, I might lean Campbell, but Lebanon hasn't been beat yet, so you got to roll with them. So, so real quick, if, if, if Campbell wins, then Campbell, Trinity, and Lebanon all finish with the exact same record, and they all are one-and-one one against each other. So, man, Quality of wins, I think, that. after that? I guess, but, I mean, it's not that big of a division. So, like, right. they're all playing pretty much the same schedule. And nobody has a bad loss. Campbell lost to Trinity. You know, Trinity lost to Lebanon, and Lebanon right. lost to Campbell, if that's the scenario. So thank God that you and I don't have to do tiebreakers, because that would just be, yeah, no one would listen. And, and really, why should they? Exactly. Uh, Stevens is uh, struggling in the second half against a tough schedule. We were supposed to go to this game, and they're going to be very angry at us in Claremont. They're playing Hillsborough during Hopkinton. Um we were supposed to go cover this game, but I thought uh, I'm going to sell Pete Terry down the Pete Terry down the river. I thought Pete was going to be covering Alvern Milford, but he is unable. So Jen and I uh, have not covered Milford or Alvern, possibly the two best teams or two of the best teams in Division Two yet. 
and we wanted to make sure we did. So, end of story. I'm that's sorry. My, that's my apology. Is that like a bad apology? Hold on. I have. Uh, I'm getting a text here from uh, from Paul Silva. Yeah, Dave Haley no longer allowed in Claremont. Oh wow, that's that's shocking. That. You've been mean that. you've been banned. Not my friend Paul Silva. No. Yeah, I, I love Paul Silva. That appears, He's one of our guys. That appears to be the case. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I, don't, I don't make the rules. I picked the road team in this. I took Hillsborough here in Hopkinton. Stuff. Oh, it's pork salt in the wound. <laughs> I think I took them in, in, in uh, staff picks as well. So we, neither one of us is welcome in Claremont uh, after this. But I'll, I'll go with no. the Red Hawks here. I wish we had gone up to Barnes Park. It just, yeah, no, I just couldn't. It's, it's been tough when, when we, we, we kind of had a shortened staff this fall. This, is, this has been unprecedented. We'll, we'll be ready to roll uh, for the playoffs, at least. Air Lakes, and by the way, you and I are doing all three championship games together. There's a good chance that there's a steel chair going over somebody's head by the third game that you and I are doing together. But at UNH, right, we're doing the games, right, Championship Sunday? Yes, and uh, if you make it through all three games, I've, I've checked with my sources, uh, this would be the first time you've stayed for the entirety of all three. Uh, well, listen, if you want to bring someone into the D1 game, <laughs> we'll talk about it. It's usually Jimmy Lee's on, uh, but I think he might be busy. I, we'll I've, already, I've already reached out to a few people in anticipation of – of day. I can't do, I can't take this anymore. It's not basketball. And you racing out of there as fast as possible. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a great sailor once said, I am what I am. All right. So Inter Lakes Mullenboro. This is an interesting game because it's a local uh, Lake Trees game, and I think I did put this in StatFX. Inter Lakes Mullenboro goes at Laconia. Laconia is still with a shot to get into the playoffs. So I want to say two things. First of all, I think Laconia is going to win. Uh, second of all, I would love to see. An old school like D two D three rivalry, whatever division they were in at the time. If Laconia goes at Lebanon in the first round of the playoffs, that's kind of like an old school. They used to like open the season against each other ah. every year, like a good Craig Cousins versus Chris Childs. You know, Lebanon obviously would be a big favorite, but like that—that's like an old school, like that old division rivalry. I wouldn't mind seeing if, if, if that happens, one versus eight. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, Interlakes Montboro, I, I believe they are winless, if not uh, – is that correct? They are. Yeah, they so are. I'll, I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with Laconia here, uh, clearly. A more desperate team, more to play for. But, that, yeah, that would be fun, Laconia-Lebanon. How are you feeling about uh, Summersworth at home against Trinity? Not great. Uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> not, not, I'm not going to let Summersworth come along as the year has gone on, but uh, – but Trinity's kind of a kind of a wagon here, so I'll 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 take Trinity here reluctantly. Don't like to sell out my Seacoast brethren, but I'll I'll go with Trinity in this one. Thank you for reluctantly taking them, yeah, as I opposed know. to passionately taking them. That's it's good. Enthusiastically, if it was Spalding Trinity, I would passionately take Spalding. Of course, they play in different divisions. Uh, only one Saturday game in Division One, uh, and it's an important one for BG. There will be uh, playoffs on the line. Uh, Dover. Uh, goes on the road to BG. I like BG in that one, uh, but I do like the future of Dover. They they've come a long way in the last couple of years, uh, and uh, and Eric Kumba has got a bright future over there at Dover. I'm going to take Dover, and let me explain to you why, Dave Haley. What? Yeah, exactly. I Please think do because uh, BG last week was a, a bit one dimensional, and I, by necessity, I think because they're on their fourth quarterback. Uh, uh, who who can run the ball very well? He ran, I think, twenty five times for. He was up for player of the week this week. Yeah, yeah. for almost two hundred yards. But I think Eric Kumba is gonna gonna take a look at what what uh, what happened with Spalding, uh, Bishop Girton. He's gonna be ready 
for that game, and uh, I, I think he wants to send Dover out on a obviously on a winning note. So I feel like Dover is going to go in there and pull off the upset, uh, vengeance for the 2011 Division Two at the time championship game when Bishop Girton won. I believe the final score was like uh, 13 to six or something like that. So there you go. Oh yeah, that's right. Dover the upset. Dover recovered a fumble like ran it back 90 yards for a touchdown, but BG ended up winning that game. Uh, but I will take all that being said. I will take the Dover High Green Wave for the upset here. All right. Okay. I remember that game. Um, all right. Let's go to Division Two. Lot on the Saturday schedule. Conval goes on the road to Sanborn. Uh, this is sort of like a bowl game for these guys because they're not going to the playoffs. Uh, both of these teams have had good teams recently, but they both struggled this year. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Conval on the road. Oh, really? I'm going to go with Sanborn here at home. Do we want we want to place a friendly wager on this? What do you think? A frosty yeah, frosty beverage. Uh, of the, well, uh, I'll steal one of Allison's old stuffed animals. You steal one of Keeley's, and we'll make the exchange. Whoever wins. I'll tell you what: that? if you win, you get Keeley's guinea pig. That's now like seven years old at this point. Nope. How about that? That was one of the worst <laughs> advice ed- pieces oh, of advice you ever give me. Whoa, as a whoa, 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 ever, whoa, ever, whoa, you ever. Hang on a damn minute. Because I, t- I, t- I talked to you for 25 minutes, and I said, listen, man, I'd get a cat because these guinea pigs, they're a lot more work than you think. And, and, I, and, I, and I, rail, I went on and on and on and on. And what did you do? You got not one but two guinea pigs. So you know what? They said they were connected. That's on you. I said, if you get one, you have to get two because they get depressed if you only have one, which is true. It's a law in, like, Sweden or something. But at the end of the day, I said, get a cat, man. Don't do it. Uh, don't do right. it. You and you went and you did it. So don't you throw they, me under the guinea pig bus. All they did was a guinea pig bus. <laughs> all they do is poop. And, like, all they're trying to do is run away. And I remember saying to Allison one time, I'm like, why don't you just hold them more? She's like, Daddy, all they do is poop on me. I'm like, eh, that's a fair, fair statement. <laughs> I mean, really? Can't back you with it. You know, I don't want to ever be one of the. I have never been one of these parents that my child is always right. Eh, right in that. I'm going to give her. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty right. Uh, John Stark at home, and they're facing a whole lot of trouble. And uh, let's just. Oh John, boy. John Stark oh is going to be standing there in his old, tattered war outfit <laughs> with gunpowder burns on his hand. Yep. And here come my Guilford Belmont Golden Eagles oh, in their beautiful my. red, blue, and yellow, they're and not, white. They're not, they're not beautiful. <laughs> they look they're like, going to go in there. They look like the Romanian flag or something, those uniforms. It's not great. Um, Curtis Nelson is going to announce to the John Stark, to John, excuse me, to John Stark, here's where I'm going on my route. You're not going to be able to stop me from catching football. I like my Golden Eagles for the win to finish 5-4 and four on the season, by the way. I love your enthusiasm, and I will join you in that. I will take uh, Guilford Belmont in this one. How about that? Oh, that Merrimack Valley loss killed them. I mean, they really should have finished 6-3. and three. I mean, that... I don't know if they would have got in there, you know, but that Merrimack Valley loss or at home early in the season, I think it was like a two-point loss. It just killed yeah. I think it was 14-12. Killed them. Killed them. Uh, Hanover uh, has had a tough year, and there's no better way to end a very tough season than to go to Plymouth and go for the Bobcats on their home field on senior day. I'm sure it will go Oof. just terrifically. Over there, I'm going to take it a very close game. We're going to take the Plymouth Bobcats. <laughs> Hold on, let me flip a coin here. Let me see. Okay, oh, of heads. That's Plymouth. Okay, good, good job out of the coin. This reminds me of when you're uh, when you and I would call 
mostly Portsmouth Division Two basketball games where we announce like early in the third quarter, like, "Hey, if your kid is at the uh, end of the bench player for Bishop Brady, come on down because he's about to get in the game." Right. Like, come on, seriously, <laughs> they're down forty. So uh, Plymouth, uh, everyone's getting into that football game, and uh, I'm very interested to see where they go in 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 the playoffs. I, I I'm sort of planning to follow them where they go, but because uh, we haven't covered Plymouth and we have kind of kind of a relationship with Plymouth. Um, but uh, I, I do think they're going to be scaring the playoffs. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, three-time defending champs. Yeah, you don't you don't want them coming to your place. No, no. So um, Hollis Brookline uh, goes on the road and plays St. Thomas. I don't really know. I, I haven't gotten into the minutia of like tiebreaks. So Sauhegan plays ball. That's the next game we'll talk about. Might as well just talk about them both. So I guess if St. Thomas could beat Hollis Brookline at home, Bo takes care of business and beats Sauhegan. St. Thomas could still get in. They'd have the same record. Um, they played early in the season. So he could beat them. But if there's if there's like a three way tie, it goes to a different tiebreaker. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'll, yeah, with all that on the line, I, I St. Thomas has been kind of sputtering. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go with the Cavs here, and uh, I'll take Bo obviously uh, to well, not obviously I guess, but I'll take Bo to hold serve at home. Bo's good. Bo's big, man. That Baruvi kid is a beast. They're 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 big, and Steve Carrat. This is an old school reference. I was calling him John Riggins in the uh, yeah. in the game. That, yeah, and he uh, of course Jen looked at me and I said, "Do you know who John Riggins is?" She said, "I have no idea." She Jen goes, didn't really know who John know Riggins was. No, she doesn't oh. know who John Riggins. Oh, she's younger than back in the eighties. Yeah, but um, they're really good. And uh, you, you know, one thing I'll give us credit for is, and I don't give us credit for much. But when we don't know something, we just say we don't know something. We're both fans of the Howard Stern show. And one of the funniest things is like the whack packers or like Sal is they don't know the answer <laughs> to things. But they still will give an answer every single time yeah. and pretend that they know what they're talking about. And be very about. confident so, in it. Always. Like, you know, uh, Sal will explain like he knows nothing about Pearl Harbor and who was involved. But he'll talk passionately for five straight minutes about how, yeah. you know, the Indians, the yeah. Indians rode their boats over. The Norwegians attacked us. I couldn't believe, you know, it was, a lot of people yeah. were caught off guard. The Norwegians attacked us at Pearl Harbor. Prevalent, yes, instead of prevalent. Prevalent, prevalent. Because he, oh, he had heard that someplace. Um, so I like Bo. I, I like Bo a lot. Um, as I wrote about today, the, they lost to Sauhegan twice last year, so they're going to be highly motivated. I think they're a very good team. I have no clue who the best team in uh, in Division Two is. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. But I do think Pelham uh, reminds me a lot of those old Bo teams, and I do think Bo is, is more than capable to win this thing. And, uh, boy, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Hoss Brookline's entered the conversation. Good for them. Great to see them in it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're, we're similar yeah. here. Uh, Hollis Brookline and Bo in those two games. Okay, we're down to one last Division Two game. Merrimack Valley goes on the road. Who's Merrimack Valley's biggest rival, Justin McIsaac? That would be my Pembroke Spartans, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> if the people of Pembroke are, are, are taking you in with open arms, I'm disappointed in Pembroke. I don't see why you'd be disappointed. You I can't mean, come this late in the game. It's like saying, like, I do what I want. I was a huge Nationals fan. Hey, it's a national. Yeah, Max Scherzer, always been a huge fan. Yeah, always been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, of course, Dave, will be taking my Pembroke Spartans here. Okay. They're mine. All right. Well, Pembroke's had a very good year, so all the credit to those guys. One final game, and then we're done. Uh, Newport, in a game they got to win, goes on the road to Epping Newmarket. 
the hyphen the hyphen team. Where do they play? They play in Epping, right? They do play at Epping High School. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like Newport. Newport got a good win over Laconia. A very tough game last week. They got a good win. They had to have it. Um, I like Newport to make the playoffs. I did pick them as the eight seed in the preseason, so if they make the eight seed, then a little feather in my cap. There you go. I'll take that Newport as well. It is funny that Epping and Newmarket co-op because they're such fierce rivals in literally they every don't other like sport. Each other. Yeah. yeah. New. Yeah. They don't in basketball. It's a big rivalry. Yeah, and in the most violent sport of all, they they're they're together. They're on the same bus. That's funny. Yeah. And it's a weird rivalry because it, it, with Appy New Market basketball, here comes Dave Haley just blending everything into the D four basketball. Here it is. Listen, it's that time of year. Nice job. Is that like one team is always seems to be up and the other one's just definitely below it. it but it but switches back and forth. It never seems like they're both like completely equal right. at the same time. Yeah. So all right. Um, all right. So there, there's our picks. Um, and uh, yeah, Casa Flooring is our uh, sponsors. And again, Tom Casa, our great friend, said they got a deal. They got a they got a job out of advertising with us. Makes me very happy. A lot of people listen and see. Yeah. They listen to our advice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Advertise with us, make money. It's a simple equation, right? There you go. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, and a lot I, of people listen. And I do have a pick for you, Dave Haley, for two two weeks from this weekend. I uh, got a not to brag, but my friend Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, was in the studio I this like morning. Mayor Pete, like Mayor Pete a lot. Yeah, so he he went to the Naval Academy. He was a Navy officer, but yes. he's the mayor yes. of South Bend, Indiana. So True. at the at the end of the interview, I put him on the spot. I said, "Hey, Navy at Notre Dame, which way are you going?" He's like, "Oh, he's like this game always tears me in half." He's like, "But I have to go with the Fighting Irish." So there you go, Dave Haley. I thought that would make your day. We need all the wins we can get after that. Last last Saturday was a disgrace and an embarrassment, and unfortunately, the Brian Kelly era has been filled with way too many games like that. So I sometimes I fight off you guys when you give me grief about Notre Dame, and sometimes you just got to take the bullets. So you can say whatever you want. I, they I, were absolutely pathetic last Saturday night. It was embarrassing. I don't. Know what you, I didn't mention it once in my column, so I don't know what you mean. I, in fact, I went yeah. out of my way to not mention it. But uh, it felt like number six got mentioned. They got glossed over a little bit. Listen, listen. You can enjoy the Urban Meyer era starting next year, right? It'll be great. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather go zero and twelve. Seriously, I'd rather go zero and twelve. All right, give a. Tell us where, what's going on with UNH this weekend. Uh, oh, uh, the playoffs is essentially start this weekend for UNH with the loss at Delaware two weeks ago. So they play Villanova, who's number 11 in the nation, uh, coming to Wildcat Stadium Saturday. That's a big one. They, I, we, we figured they got to win three out of their last four to make the playoffs. So home for Villanova, got to win that one. At James Madison, who's number two. Uh, let's, let's, let's just hypothetically say they lose that one. Probably a pretty decent chance. Although, sure. Then they got to win at Albany, who's been playing better than normal, and win at home in the last game of the year against Maine. So that Maine game could be for a playoff spot. Yeah. That would be fun if it came down to that main game because that's all they and they they thumped you last year, didn't they? Oh yeah, well a, a lot of teams did last year, but uh, it's it's a new era, Dave Haley. So looking look, looking forward to that. The uh, good Wildcats against the Villanova Wildcats. Kerry Kittles is not walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> I own Villanova in my college auction draft. So there you go. So I'm Villanova. So I have a little. I love a little bit of uh, allegiance to them. All right, so uh, Jen, like I said, Jen, and I will be out at Milford, and then next week playoff previews for all four divisions, and uh, we'll be someplace. I know in the semifinal weekend, I think we're out covering two or three games that weekend, and then at UNH, and for the D4 championship game, we're covering all four championship games, and then the champions in each division um, get a team party at Buffalo Wild Wings watching their game, the entire team and their parents and all that good stuff. So 
We're into football, football, football. Here we go. We're into the stretch drive now. All right. So we will uh, see you next week. We'll have fewer. Well, actually, we'll have more games to pick, right? More playoff games, but uh, well, fewer than the entirety that we picked this week. But uh, get, yeah, get ready for the McGuys at top ten on Monday, where he picks every playoff. Oh, I'm ready. I, I, I got to figure out someone doing bracketology so I can uh, see what the potential brackets are. But yeah, I pick all the games. So get ready to yell at me when I don't pick your team. All right. With that, we will uh, we'll see you guys next week.